following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. welcome you. Maybe it is your first time here or maybe you come here regularly, but I just want to welcome you and let you know that you are family to us. You belong. You see, we exist as a church to help all people realize that God loves them unconditionally. And that is my prayer for you today, is that you would walk out of these four walls with a greater understanding and a greater knowledge of that love. You see, I don't know what your week looked like or maybe even your year, but I truly believe that God has something specific to you as an individual that he wants to speak to you about. Do you believe that, church? All right. I'm the type of person I like to get right into the message, right into what God has for us. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for each individual in this room, Lord, that you know their needs even though I do not, Father. So you would just be able to minister in a way to them that is so personal, Father, that they would just walk out of this room completely changed because they have encountered the grace of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, you guys awake? You guys seem pretty uh, quiet out there. Okay, let me see the hands of my freshmen in the room. Can I see the hands of the freshmen? All right. What about my sophomores? All right, there you go. What about my juniors? Okay, juniors, you guys are a little hype. What about my seniors? All right, okay, okay. And leaders, I did not forget about you. Leaders, where are you at? Okay, the leaders are more hype. So as you can see, we have a lot of different age groups in this room today, but how many of you have thought about the plan and purpose that God has for you? Basically, every hand should be up, right? And I can promise you that you've had a negative emotion regarding the plan and purpose that God has for you once in your life. Maybe that has been fear, maybe that has been confusion, maybe that has been frustration, or maybe that has been doubt. You see, tonight's message is titled, Who Told You? We are going to be unraveling the lies that we have been told that are contrary to the word of God about the plan and purpose that God has for us. You see, we've created a belief system um, surrounding those lies that has caused us to settle. It has caused us to lose joy, and it has even caused us to question God. But tonight, we are going to unravel a belief system that is based on what God has for you, his true character, and that's going to to be the foundation of Jesus, can I get an amen? Because you see, when we believe right, we are able to live right. So when you get a foundation of believing that is built on God's word, you are going to be able to propel into the future that he has called you to go in. So the first lie we are going to show today is that we think that we can be disqualified from our purpose. If I were to tell you that God has such an amazing plan for you, that he wants to bless your life beyond your wildest imagination, I think for a lot of us, we would start just just naming off the ways that we've screwed up. The ways that we did this, how we didn't do that, how we don't pray enough or we don't do this. You see, there's a pattern here. The focus is constantly on you. 
We think we're disqualified because we're always looking to ourselves. And the enemy would love nothing more for your focus to be on yourself because if he can get the focus on you, he can create shame and guilt. And shame and guilt, it tells you, you better keep yourself at a distance from God. He's not pleased with you. He's upset with you. And if you ever want to get on his good side again, you better try really, really hard to earn your way back to him. You see, I think we forget about the cross. For me, I think sometimes I can lose sight of the cross because sometimes, sometimes those lies can scream so much louder than the cross. But tonight, I want to show us what actually took place on the cross because we all need reminded it says in Romans 3.10, let's put that up on the screen behind me. No one is righteous, not even one. Righteous meaning right standing with God. You have no fault. You are perfect in every way. And in here it is saying that not even one is righteous. Not one person can be at right standing with God. You see, God knew our sinful nature. He knew our imperfections. He knew our condition. Yet he longed to give you a purpose. He longed to bless your life beyond anything that you can comprehend. You see, God being so crazy in love with you, he didn't want your condition to be the deciding factor whether if he can be good to you or not. So you see, God had to make a way. He had to make a way to bless your life with no conditions. He, he wanted to make a way to give you a purpose that you couldn't earn, and he wanted to make a way where he could supply a future for you that you could never deserve. 2,000 years ago on Calvary, he made that way. Somebody better get excited because 2,000 years ago, he made a way for it never to be dependent on you anymore and solely on him. You see, he took your sin. He took your unrighteousness and he stamped himself as guilty, as condemned, so that you can walk a free man because three days later there was an empty tomb and he defeated every single one of your sins. He defeated every single one of your shame and your guilt and it says that he casted it as far as east is from the west, remembering it no more. Let that settle in. He remembers your sin no more. So now when we receive Christ, we don't have to identify with our sins or mistakes and questioning if God is going to disqualify us from our purpose, but we can stand in full confidence knowing that we have been stamped with the very identity that can receive the blessings of God. You guys are quiet. You better get excited because the grace of God is here and he wants to show you what he wants to do in your life. Guys, it, it, this is good. So now you have been stamped with an identity where the, where the blessings of God chase you down. That's why it says in Ephesians 2.10, if I can get that behind us, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us. How? How did he create us? A new in Christ Jesus. Why? Why did he create us in a new in Christ Jesus? So that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. You see, you were never created to do the good things that God planned for you and of yourself because you were so imperfect. You weren't able to receive all that God had for you. So next time you have a thought that God's so upset with you, he's distancing himself from you. 
I want you to remind yourself of the cross. I want you to remind yourself of that way that he made to where it's not dependent on you anymore, but it is now dependent on the finished work because he he doesn't determine your path with your sins in mind. He determines the path with the pure, perfect blood of Jesus in mind. So you see, now when we understand this belief system where God isn't altering his purpose for us on our actions, and when you have this belief system knowing that his character is truly good, you are able to walk free. You're able to walk free from that, sh- from that sin that has been tormenting you. You're able to walk free from that shame that has been telling you you're not good enough. And you're able to just walk in the God-given destiny that God has created you to walk in. Is anyone grateful today that because of Jesus and the cross, they have a purpose? Is anyone grateful today that the blessings of God are chasing you down because of Jesus? So now that we know that we're not disqualified from our plan, the enemy is going to tell you you have to see that plan. You have to see the full picture And I'm not saying that God's not going to reveal things to you, but sometimes we carry this pressure that we have to see the exact next step and we get frustrated when we don't. But you see, the reason why God doesn't want us to see the full picture is because we cannot carry that load. You see, seeing all that life entails comes a great responsibility to supply the things that you need. I'll explain it this way in Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a typical scripture that we all probably can quote. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. You see, the two words I want us to focus in on here is I know and give. You see, God knows the plans, so he's entitled to give you a hope and a future. I don't see anywhere in that scripture saying that you know the plans for yourself. Because if you did, you wouldn't feel entitled to put your hand on it and try to supply a hope and a future yourself. But God doesn't want that because he knows when we try to meet our needs and try to supply something, we meet our needs according to our needs. But God knows that when he meets our needs, he, he meets them according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So now he doesn't want you to settle for something. He wants to see the full plan so he can give you the full portion that he has created you to walk in. It says in Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I think the main reason why we are so anxious all the time when we don't see the full plan, is because we want control. We want to do something. But it says in here that we would have perfect peace. How if we would just trust in Jesus? If we would just trust that him seeing the full picture is enough. That, that him supplying it is enough. You see, Jesus wants you to be in a position where you can have peace and rest because you trust him. Maybe you're familiar with The story in the Bible about the loaves and the fish, we're going to turn to John 6, verse 5. I know I'm throwing a lot of scriptures at you guys, but I want you to get all that God wants to speak to you today. So there was a multitude of people, 5,000 people, and they wanted to be near Jesus. And they started to get hungry. So let's read. As Jesus sat down, 
he looked out and saw the massive crowd of people scrambling up the hill, for they wanted to be near him. So he turned to Philip and said, where will we buy enough food to feed all these people? Now Jesus already knew what he was about to do. Pause. Jesus saw the full picture. He knew what he was about to do, but you see, he, he, he said this to Philip because he said this to stretch Philip's faith. You see, Jesus knew what he was about to do. He saw the full picture, but he wanted to see, is Philip going to understand and grasp that the creator of all things is standing in front of him with everything that he needs, or is he going to look to himself and try to figure it out? Is, has anyone been there where you try to figure it out? When Jesus has the answers, I know I have. It says, Philip answered, well, I suppose if we were to give everyone only a snack, it would cost thousands of dollars to buy enough food. Look, here is a young person with five barley loaves and two small fish. But how far would that go with a huge crowd? You see, his response was just looking at himself. But I love Jesus' response. He says, have everyone sit down, Jesus said to his disciples. So on the vast grassy slopes, more than 5,000 hungry people sat down. In other words, he said, take a seat. Take a seat and watch what I'm about to do, what I planned on doing from the very beginning. You see, Jesus needed them as a position of rest, a position where they can sit down and just examine Jesus, examine his power, examine his supply, so that they would just be able to sit and trust him and be in a position of peace. It says, Jesus then took the barley loaves and the fish and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. You see, once the disciples rested in God's supply, God was able to meet the needs of these people according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus way more than if the disciples would have just relied on their own human knowledge you see, I think this is where we're at sometimes, where we're trying to figure everything out. We're trying to, to see what our next step is. We're trying to understand God, but he doesn't want you to try to understand it. He just wants you to rest and have peace. He just wants you to watch him do what he intended from the very beginning. It takes all the pressure off us. It takes all the stress off us. I know you guys are in high school. I know you leaders probably have a lot of stresses of your own. But God, but God is telling us he wants us to rest and have peace and focus on him. Because maybe you came in here today and you do not see the full picture. You do not know what the next step is. But I'm going to tell you the exact same thing that Jesus said. Sit down. Sit down and stop trying so hard and just let him do what he was going to do from the very beginning. Just sit down. Now you're going to walk out of these doors and, and you're going to be like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, like resting in Jesus. Woo. But, but then there's going to be the pressures of life on you. And I want you to remember this story. I want you to remember what Jesus is speaking to you in this moment. And when you have that moment where you feel the pressure, where you, where you don't know where you're going to college or you don't understand about this certain relationship or this or that or the future, whatever. I want you to legitimately sit down in a quiet place. Literally sit down and praise God. Why are you praising God? Because he already sees the plans. He already knows what he's about to do. So you're rejoicing out of, out of a place of already knowing that God has it, not begging him to do something. Does that make sense? So now we know 
that we have a plan because of the cross and we're not disqualified. And now that we know that God sees the plan and we're able to be in a position of rest, trusting him, the last lie, and worship team, you can come up if you want. The last lie that the enemy is going to tell you is that plan, it's going to be disappointing. You're going to be let down, and it's not going to be what you expected it to be. You know, that was me when I was in high school. I knew I was called into ministry. I trusted God. I knew that he had it. Yet I thought that God was going to disappoint me, and he was going to take me somewhere that I never wanted to go. You see, this belief system causes you not to only question God, question God, but you believe that God doesn't have your best interest in mind. Maybe you're in that season right now where you're thinking that God is going to let you down and he's going to take you somewhere that you don't want to be and you are going to end up disappointed. Can I encourage someone today that the God who created the heavens and the earth he holds the stars and the moon with his hands. He has created the galaxies and everything in between. He only knows how to, get, how to give good gifts. He only knows how to give things that are beautiful. You see, that is his nature. That is who he is. He only knows how to be good. And you see, if he gave the most expensive thing that heaven had to offer, which was the holy of holies, it was this Jesus if he gave the most expensive thing, why wouldn't he give you all other things? You see, this is God's character. This is God's heart. It says in Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. It doesn't say he's able to disappoint you. It doesn't say he's able to let you down, but it says that he's able to do beyond your wildest dream. He is able to do beyond your wildest imagination. He's going to exceed every standard that you have. And I'm not saying this because it sounds good. I'm not saying this because it's going to make you feel good. No, I'm saying this because I'm living proof. You see, I was once in high school thinking that God was about to disappoint me, but now I'm walking in, an, in a season of my life that I have never even could have dreamt of. That is truly exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. And he wants that same for you. You see, I don't know what pain you've experienced or what disappointments you have faced in life. But I want you to know that it can't compare to the joy that is coming for you. So I'm telling someone today, you better get ready. You better get ready for that plan. You better get ready for his purpose. And you better, better get ready for his promise. Because you are on the edge of the very thing that you have been created for. And it is so good. And if you could see it, if you could see the future, if you could see the plan, you would be rejoicing right now. You would be getting excited right now. You wouldn't be losing your joy. But if you saw the plans that he had for you, you would start to get excited. If you could see that future friendship that he's aligning for you, you would start rejoicing. If you saw that future impact that he wants to have you walk in in your high school, you would start rejoicing. If you saw that future marriage that he has for you in the future, you would start rejoicing and you would stop settling. Somebody better get excited because God has great plans for you. It is beyond your wildest imagination. And if you could just, if you could just understand that, you would be able to just have joy, have peace, and rest, and just keep your eyes on Jesus, which he intended for you to do from the very beginning. 
Is anyone, is anyone getting their face stirred up tonight? Is anyone feeling like Jesus is about to do something amazing in your life? You guys better get excited. So you see, now that we have a belief system where the focus is Jesus and not on us, we're ready. We're ready to walk in all that he has called us to and, and what he's prepared for us. Let's pray, guys. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this moment that, that we have together, Lord, that I don't know how they've walked into this place, Lord, or maybe just the lies that they have been told that about your character, Lord, but that in this moment, Lord, as we go into worship, that they would just encounter you. They would encounter the Prince of Peace. They would encounter a God who is full of joy. They would encounter a God who has been chasing them down from the very moment that they were born, Lord. So I just thank you right now as we go into worship that we would just experience your grace, we would experience you, and we would understand why we are here on this earth, Lord. It is not an accident, it is for a purpose, and that purpose is ultimately just to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.